Blog Talk Radio. This is the Mexabella Radio program uh, for Thursday, January 30th, 2014 on tonight's show. Uh, I am offering the exclusive replay of this morning's interview with local radio personality Louis Free from his show called Brain Food from the Heartland. You can get there by going to louisfreeshow.com. And here are some of the topics that he asked me about this morning. They they include medical marijuana, narcotic addiction, antibiotic overuse, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, all those topics. Uh, What do I have to say? Well, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. (laughs) All that and a lot more coming up on episode 323 of the Mike Savella Radio Program. Let's do this, America, starting right now. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Mike Savilla Radio Program. I am your host, Dr. Mike Savilla, the one-man social media machine for seven years running. That's right. You can check out the site at drmikesavilla.com. And what is this show about? I tell people this is a commentary about medicine, social media, life, other topics. <laughs> Today is Thursday, January 30th, 2014. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it feels like a balmy 14 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right. Uh, how's your week been going there, kids? Uh, it's back. It's great to be back uh, podcasting again, uh, the show again here, and uh, you know, here uh, in the in the Midwest, the Great Lakes region of the United States, it's just been cold, cold, cold. It's been uh, below zero in uh, actual air temperature, and also, of course, the wind chill. <laughs> It has been just crazy around here. Uh, of course, you know, my heart goes out to all those people in Atlanta uh, who uh, cars they had to they had to, to park their car on the interstate and walk home. I mean, I just I can't even can't even imagine that. So uh, everybody with all those uh, weather related problems, hope you're doing better uh, these days. And uh, on tonight's show, uh, um, uh, it's kind of a, a unique type of thing. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to be sharing an interview uh, from uh, this morning where I was interviewed. The tables were turned, and uh, I was the one being interviewed by local radio personality Louis B. Free. That's right. That's his name, Louis B. Free, and he is a uh, uh, he's a radio personality, and he interviews people for the uh, the newspaper uh, website, the newspaper. Uh, 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 radio show uh, for the Youngstown Vindicator. Uh, you can get there by going to vindy.com, V-I-N-D-Y.com. And his show is called uh, uh, Brain Food for the Heartland. And you can get there by going to louisfreeshow.com. And uh, he, uh, he contacted me through the website, and uh, we've been kind of playing phone tag over the past uh, a few, uh, few weeks. Uh, he contacted me before the holidays and uh, followed up afterward, and we were able to find a, a good time uh, this morning to chat. Uh, and, and before we get into the, uh, you know, the, the sharing of the interview, I just want to give some, some impressions about this, uh, this morning's interview. And, you know, I've been listening to Louie off and on for about a year now, and uh, Louie has a lot of friends here locally. And I've got to tell you that, that his show, LouisFreeShow.com has given me a a little history lesson about Youngstown, Ohio, and and, uh, and this location of the state that we call uh, uh, the Mahoning Valley. And uh, he he makes no bones about it. He's a a self-proclaimed hippie. (laughs) He's a vegetarian uh, who uh, is now vegan. He talks about animal rights on his show. He talks about tofurkey. I, I had to Google that. (laughs) <laughs> but he talks about that on the show, and I'm cool with all those topics, definitely cool. I, I've definitely learned a lot uh, from all of that. And going into you know, this morning's interview, I, I had no expectations at all about the interview. I was given no topics. Uh, it was just kind of a free-for-all, uh, and you'll get to see in this interview how I deal with random topics. It's a, kind of an interesting type of thing. And this was kind of a, I mean, this not not kind of. This was the the first time that we met in person. Uh, so you'll hear during our chat, you know, some of my ne- nervous type of tendencies uh, as we try to uh, get uh, more acquainted with uh, one another. So that'll be interesting. It, it was really a lot of fun. Uh, and he made an offer uh, to me to come back next month on his radio show to talk about whatever, and uh, uh, we're trying to find a time next month. Uh, for me to come back and uh, to talk about whatever he wants to uh, to talk about. So thanks again, Louie, to for uh, giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Now, uh, for all of you listening to this show, you know I have to do a little full disclosure here. Uh, and our interview is about an hour, uh, and and most of the controversial stuff uh, are we talk about in the second half of the interview. So we talk about medical marijuana. We talk about antibiotic overuse, we talk about uh, narcotic addiction, alcohol addiction, what I think about the Affordable Care Act, that's all in the second half of the interview. So uh, so if, you, if you've come to hear that part of the story right up on the top of this interview, I, I'm going to tell you right now that it's not going to be that. I don't want you to get mad at me. I don't want you to get frustrated with me. You can also, you can always you know, download this later and uh, fast forward to the end to see what I think about all of those topics. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio. 
uh, for having me be a featured host on the network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. That's almost 10 years, if you can believe that. If you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a, a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients uh, five days a week in the hospital and in my office and at the nursing home that I was at uh, yesterday and today. Uh, all that here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. Uh, so I will uh, I will take my break. And uh, after the break, um, I will be uh, uh, sharing with you the interview that uh, I had this morning uh, with Mr. Louis Free from Brain Food from uh, the Heartland, his show there. If you're listening to this program, this is the Mike Sabella Radio Program, a proud member of the ProMed Network a podcast. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com, and we will be right back. <laughs> Broadcasting like nobody is listening. <laughs> this is the Mike Savella Radio Program. Check out my site at drmikesavella.com. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So this this interview here is over an hour. I, I've broken it up into three segments for your listening pleasure. Uh, this is the uh, Louis B. Louis B. Free Show. Uh, uh, brain Food from the Heartland, uh, live from the Youngstown Vindicator Newspaper Studios in downtown Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, it's usually weekdays from 8 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And you can get more information at louisfreeshow.com. This interview was today, January 30th, 2014, from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m., Eastern Standard Time. And uh, segment one, this is segment one. Uh, this is about 20 minutes. And uh, in this segment, what you will hear in this segment, uh, Louie gives me some marriage advice. That's kind of interesting. Uh, and uh, he asked me, what's it like to be a doctor following your residency training when you first actually start practicing what does that feel like? What do you go through with that? And then we touch on a little bit, you know, uh, how, you know how patients, you know, you know, bring information in, uh, you know, from the internet into the exam room. How I deal with that. We start to touch a little bit on in this first segment of this physician-patient relationship. We'll get into that into more into segment two. Um, I give a shout out to e patients in this first segment. And uh, just as a teaser for all of you, at the end of this segment, uh, Louie talks about <laughs> the topic of wearing Google Glass during sex. He doesn't have any personal <laughs> uh, experience with this. He just talked about a story uh, that, 
that he heard about that was happening. So all of that in this first segment uh, from my interview this morning. And the voice you will hear right after this will be Mr. Louis B. Free from the Brain Food from the Heartland radio show, louisfreeshow.com. I'll have more comments after segment one. Here we go. I've got a guy across from me that I've wanted to meet for a while. And uh, I'm just, I'm delighted that he's here in studio. And I'm not going to get into, I don't want to get into a big uh, uh, intro because I want to start talking with him. <laughs> so, and, and Doc, let me, I'm going to ask you the correct pronunciation. I should ask you off here. Because I would say is Sevilla or Sevilla. Actually, my dad from the old country Sevilla. would, get, it would right. be Sevilla. Sevilla. But wow, uh, I, I didn't I've, even think of that as an option. Well, yeah, but that. I've uh, Americanized it. Sevilla. Sevilla, oh, yeah. not Sevilla. Why am I? No. Why is it? It is. It is. Um, Dad's. Yeah, from my, my my parents uh, came to Youngstown, Ohio, from, uh, from the Philippines in the late 1960s. Como está poco Exactly. <laughs> I mean, watch me, watch me go. With Look out, man. Yeah. 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 Are you surprised? Yeah. Uh, actually, I am a little bit surprised. Yeah. 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 So, so that, we'll talk about that off air. Exactly. So seriously. <laughs> seriously. That, no. You told no. me that, that 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 is what they say in the old country as far as the pronunciation of Sevilla. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 But you, you know, it would be too difficult working with people, right? And trying exactly, to get them right. slow. You know. Right. It's easier just to. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's beautiful though, Sevilla. Exactly. I love that. It's yeah, just exactly. wow. Yeah. That's, uh, mm-hmm. So, you're a physician. That's right. You went to medical school. Why? I went to medical school. Well, but my dad is a physician. Uh, he came here uh, to Youngstown to finish his training at Northside Hospital, and uh, my but mother. About what year? Um, I think he came over sixty-eight, sixty-nine, something like that. And uh, my mother was working at St. Elizabeth's Hospital downtown. And, you know, back at that time, there was a huge Filipino community. And uh, my parents met here in Youngstown. They didn't meet and marry in the Philippines and came here. They met here in Youngstown. And they were married at the St. Columba Cathedral. And I was born a year later. And, uh, you know, I, I was a... Uh, uh, it's born and grew up here in the Mahoning Valley. But to get back to your question there, Louie, I mean, it's, you know, I, I had a huge influence from my father uh, growing up. Um, you know, be, being the kid of a physician, he would take me to Southside Hospital. I still remember that. Um, we would go up to Northside, and uh, he would tell me stories about his patients. Um, and then uh, you know, that kind of drew me towards that. Um, in high school, you know, I, I did some things and, um, you know, t- to help and volunteer and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was a good time. So uh, I felt that, that with, my, with, my, uh, with my talents and, and uh, um, I felt that I could go into the medical community and, uh, uh, and participate that way. And, and uh, you know, my wife, I met my wife in college in Youngstown State. And, uh, um, Married how long? Married, uh, she's going to kill me. Yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope uh, she's not listening. Uh, 15 years. 15 years. 15 years, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm going ta- to be, I've lived with my wife for 37 years. We, we both, w- it's funny, we wake up in the middle of the night like at the same time. And, uh, or I'm up and she wakes up and we, we get in these weird conversations these days. And uh, we, it, we lived together 
for 37 years. We will be married 35 years in wow. October. And if you don't mind, yeah. uh, from the aged to the youth, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting your wife's birthday, yeah. how many years married, your anniversary, got to roll off your tongue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. I'm serious. I just, oh, no, yeah, her birthday, right. I'm sure you know her birthday. Exactly. I'm sure you know your anniversary. Exactly. And I understand because the amount of years married changes. Exactly. That's, right. why, that the, that's why how many years married sometimes is that. Sure. Stick, sure. You know, it's like, well, because, you know, my wife, it's like, wow, it's going to be, that's right, 35, just, you yeah. know, because you have to, yeah. Yeah. Take some minute. You've got to yeah, think exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, but we're from, I mean, we're from here, and my, my wife's family's up in Warren. She went to Warren Harding, and uh, it, it was, uh, we felt strong that we wanted to stay in the community here. And, uh, you know, she worked in, uh, uh, worked as, a, uh, as an educator in Warren City Schools for 15 years. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been working down in Salem for about 10 years, and our parents are still around. And uh, That's great. And uh, they're healthy, and we've been visiting them. And uh, uh, so it, it's, it's been a great ride for the both of us. And your parents are, are here? Yeah, yeah. My parents are still out in the Borman Canfield area, and uh, my, my dad just retired a couple years ago, and they're still healthy, and they're traveling. And actually, they're going to be going back to the Philippines. To, are uh, they? Uh, uh, coming up next month to visit family. And uh, so, yeah, where, they're doing do you, well. Do you, do, you mind, do you mind if I ask where about in the Philippines? Uh, uh, up in the, 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 the northern, northern? Uh, islands, yeah. Um, yeah, right around the Manila area. It, that's north of where that big hurricane went through a few months ago. Yeah. So uh, we didn't have any direct relatives there, but probably some distant relatives maybe in that hurricane area. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tragic what's what happens in when areas get hit like that Absolutely. and uh, you wonder how people i wonder how people are are cared for yeah you know i mean look at you know your position you, you think about if think about the demands on the medical community yeah. when something like that happens mm-hmm. and especially if travel isn't easy oh sure you know, it's one thing if you can get you know you can get you know, get all the everyone from EMTs, nurses, physicians, sure. everybody, everybody sure. that knows anything yeah. to together. Oh, sure. hands are and you know, sure. If, but but the other problem becomes how do you get there? Yeah. So I know yeah. that a lot yeah. of. So you you went to medical school, and when you got out of medical school, what was it like for you? Um, initially. What do you mean? When you went into practice, I mean, you know, you're you're the doctor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and yeah. and we, understandably. We revere physicians. Yeah. They're, you know, they, they they tell us what's wrong with us. They right. heal us when they can. They tell us right. what we're doing wrong. I right. mean, you know, uh, you've got, you know, you sit across from me with, and I, I'm, I'm saying this seriously, so I don't want you to think I'm being, sure, being joking sure, or something. Sure, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being very sincere. Yeah. A lot of, you've got, now you've got, you've got a lot of knowledge. You're obviously a very bright guy. And, and, but, and now you, you're get, you gain the experience. Yeah. And, what I've learned about you is, boy, I, you know, I always, you know, my wife, <laughs> I always say, you know, she's always the angel on the shoulder saying, come on now, don't, you know, there's no filter between your brain and exactly. your mouth. You know. My wife uses the word filter too, so. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> she said, no filter, she says, it's your greatest asset and greatest liability. Yeah. No filter between your brain. Exactly and your brain. Right. It just she comes says out. that about me too. Yeah. I, well, knew we, see, we, I knew we'd get her along. See, we're, okay. we're bros. Yeah, we're exactly bros. Exactly right. Um, but you're the younger. <laughs> you're the younger. <laughs> But the, you're, you you don't seem to be like the. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I've got to say it because it's 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 pushing against my will. Yeah. The go along to get along position. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you 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 seem to me from what little I know about you, yeah. Doc, uh, and more a little more analytical, 
um, and you're gonna you're gonna tell it again. Maybe yeah. no filter. You're yeah. not gonna do, you're not gonna give the yeah. standard line. You're right. gonna tell right. the right. the truth as you see it. Right. And, and I think that's, that comes a lot from my upbringing. I mean, uh, oh. I think I think my my parents really you know uh, influenced me that way. And you know you know physician and doctor is a title, you know. But I mean, you're still a person, you know. And, and you have that knowledge and. But, but, you know, that knowledge, you have to be responsible with that comes with responsibility, and you have to know how to do that. And when you first start out at a, as a physician, um, you don't have that lot of experience. So it is a lot of, you know, figuring out trial and error. And, you know, we have a great medical education system in this country. Uh, but there's nothing that really uh, prepares you to for that first day and saying, you know, Dr. Savella, this is what's going on with me. You know, I trust you with my health. Um, what do you think is going on? Um, and you, you make those decisions, and you know, you make mistakes. You know, I even make mistakes today, and I tell people, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect, um, you know, but uh, I do what I can um, with my knowledge and my experience, and uh, you know, not everybody likes it, um, but you know, that's it, it, it's it's been a fun ride just trying to do that. But I do, I do hear what you're saying, Louie, about you know, we do revere physicians in here, but you know, we're not perfect. We. No, no, no one. And, and it's, it's, you would say, I'm sure, I mean, all you have to do is look at the last, I was going to say decade, look at the last years. Medicine, uh, it's evolving. Yeah. I mean, it didn't stop with, yeah. in 1960. Okay, we know everything right. we need to know. Now you guys go out and do it. Right. You know, it's not that. Right. It's, it's right. right. There's a, con- you've got to constantly be, Learning about new things, right, right, and I'm and I'm really focused on the patient, you know, and and I, I've started to learn a lot about some of this other business thing that's, that 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 is going around, which is also a reality in medicine these days. And I've heard you talk about medications and statins and that type of thing too. And and that's the challenge for where I'm at as far as you know where you know where, where where does the balance you know go? Because if I recommend a medication. People are saying, "Oh, well, then you know, oh, yeah. you, you, you're, you, you, you're just a pawn of the pharmaceutical companies oh. and all that kind of stuff." And we can get into that, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's tough with all that information coming at you, and it's it's hard to really um, and, and use filter. I mean, I, I I hope that I'm a filter for my patients, you know, because I know we'll get into social media and all that. Because there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff. That, inf- that the internet is a double-edged yeah, sword. Yeah, there's a lot of bad information out there, and 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 how I use you know uh, social media and the internet is I hope. You know, patients bring that to me, uh, and, and that's how I've been trying to be proactive about my presence on social media. And I'm like, so you know, information on the internet should not be the answer; it should be the start of a conversation with your physician. And, and that's how I've been framing it. And I believe, and and what I've already, again, this is our first time face to face. We spoke briefly. Yeah. I mean, but we've communicated a little. But reading ab- about you and looking at at some of the stuff on 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 your site. Um, I guess the difference is, is I would see you as being very individualized. You know, it's it's. Be, let, let me take you back, and I'll tell you. You know, the, the issue with medicines and the issue with sure. the internet. Uh, you yeah. know, and I don't think you'd be offended if somebody said, you uh. know, I read this. Where some doctors, I'm sure, are, you know, say, oh, don't tell me about what you read on the internet. Don't come in here with all the pages from the internet. I I I I feel certain about that. But I remember when I was in my twenties. When I was much, I, I struggled with uh, high blood pressure. I mean, my it was it, you know, and I remember a doctor said, "Well, you know, you're gonna you're engaged. You just got engaged. That's probably it." You know, and didn't I understand? Thankfully, didn't want to put me on medication in my mid twenties. Well, you just got married. Well, your wife's pregnant. You know, and then it was finally a doctor said, "Listen, we've got a this blood pressure is is too high. We're gonna put you on a medication." 
Well, of course, I uh, went to the library and went to the physicians that what are they PDR? It's normal. That's, yeah. That's okay. Normal. Well, yeah. I and, and looked it up. And sure. Again, I'm in my at this point, I think in my late later twenties, and I'm I'm reading um, uh, about the what the the medicines, the hypertension medicines. And I see that impotence. Well, you know, I'm I'm 20 some years old. Exactly, you know, I've only right. been I'm married a couple of years. You know, right, right, I, right. you know, and I'm thinking that. And I'll and I appreciated this doctor for what he said, because I go back now. Now, you know, I, not with an attitude. Yeah, no, right, right. I said, you know what, doc? I said the downside of taking this uh, the medicine, the upside may be it breaks, but you know, impotence. And he said, okay. He said, let me tell you the downside of not taking. The med. That's the downside of taking it. Let me tell you the downside of not. Something to this effect. He said, it's called heart attack, stroke, and death. Where do you want to go with that? Yeah. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll deal with the... And they didn't have Viagra. And again, again right, I don't right, want to right. make sex a big issue, but, right. you know, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm, I'm in my 20s. This yeah. was 30-some years ago. It's a ago. real issue. You know, I'm a right. newly married guy. And exactly. I want to have... I still, sure. I'm 60, sure. I still want it like sure. to have sex with my, you know, I mean. Right, right. You with know. your Google Glass. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I heard you talking about that last week. I mean, it's that, come on. <laughs> do you, do you, does anybody trust Google? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, wait, wait, let's, no, not with the Google Glasses. You know, and we thought we were cool. We had a mirror on the, on yeah. the, on the ceiling. Of course, you know? right. Yeah. That, that was the thing. Exactly. You know, you could go right, somewhere right, and get a mirror on the ceiling. Right, that right, was right. wild. Yeah, you know, yeah. now Google Glasses, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> the, uh, Doc, again, that was, it was straightforward. It was no BS. And it made sense to me. And, you know, fortunately, I, you know, that the blood pressure thing was a mess, but um, but it made sense because okay, he's looking short term. You know, are you going to live to? The, and basically, what I heard is, well, okay, you, you know, don't take it, and uh, you won't live till the point where right. You know, that might have been an issue. Right. Uh, with the immediacy and the importance of bringing the blood pressure down, it's got to be tough these days with the internet oh, and yeah. social media yeah. because yeah. I think you can go on. Um, Oh God! And what what is it? What is the quote? You, I I hope you'll save me on this one. Paracelsus said, "Every all medicines are poison or have have a yeah. downside." I mean, there's sure, yeah. going to be a downside to. Yeah. There's going to be a risk factor, correct? Exactly. With every medication, there, there, there's there? a risk factor with every medication, and you know everybody you know, brings out their research, you know, and say, this is why it's bad, this is why it's good. So the other side's, well, well, it's bad, it's bad data, it's bad research. That, that's why you shouldn't really follow it. So what it, I think what it really comes down to is, what do you really believe in your heart? You know, when you do this research, when you talk to your doctor, when you talk to your physician, when you talk to other people, um, you know, there really isn't kind of any definitive research out there on a lot of this type of stuff, especially when it comes to these, you know, over-the-counter medicines, herbal medicines, um, you know, there's this you know big thing about medical marijuana now. I mean, there's all kinds of research and not research about that, and it's just you know I deal with that every day. And and you know rather than you know you know making a fit about it, because I, I know a lot of doctors saying you know I don't talk to patients about what they find on the internet. I think that's a wrong thing to do. I think it's an opportunity good for you for, for discussion for right? discussion. You know, and then you know and, and I think you know you know the medicine of you know 
you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago where the doctor said this and you have to bow down and you have to say, you know, I, I think one of the good things about the Internet now is that, is that, you know, people and patients, I think they're really getting some knowledge on their own. Um, one of the huge things in, in, uh, in the medical community and social media are, are people called e-patients um, or and uh, that's a term that people are going to hear about. And, you know, people will say, you know, that's like an empowered patient or, or, or electronic patient or something like that. Uh, but these are patients who are using the Internet for their own uh, knowledge, you know. And, and there's been a, lo a lot of patients out there who've been frustrated with the medical system. And with, I know there's a lot of problems with it. But um, people have done their own research on their own cancer diagnosis, on what the different research is, on what the different treatments are, what the different cholesterol medications are. Um, and they're really challenging doctors uh, on, on this now. A lot of doctors, you know, are not prepared for that or they don't want to deal with it. Um, but I think it's an opportunity for the medical community to kind of embrace the patient. Good for you. And, and to have a dialogue about this. Um, and, and, you know, I have fun with my patients. They have fun with me. Sometimes we get into some shouting matches in the, <laughs> in, yeah. Yeah. in the exam room. And I think it's good to have a discussion about it. Well, I see, I, and that's what I love about you because, again, some, I, you know, I... I don't think, you know, ultimately you're the doctor. Right. Ultimately, you know, as far as obtaining a medication, the, the, the ultimate, um, I think the responsibility of taking it is the patient, but in giving it, it's, it's the physician. I mean, you've yeah. got it cause, because, again, you've got all the experience, too. Right. If I come in and I say, well, I don't you, you know, uh, you've got the experience, right. and you know. Right, and, and, and it and comes down to what, what, what you... What you heard all those years ago, you know, this is what happens if you do take it. This is what happens when you don't take it. It's your decision. And some people, some patients are cool with that, and some patients are like, you're the doctor. So I'm like, so I, you know, people are on a whole spectrum of what they're comfortable with as far as what my decision-making is and what their decision-making is. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Louis Free Show, Brain Food from the Heartland, live from the Vindicator Newsroom. Uh, Dr. Mike Savilla is my guest. Tell me a little bit about your website before we go into a break. Uh, it's drmikesavilla.com, and uh, it, I, I want to tell people that, you know, I, I don't, I'm not selling anything. I haven't written a book. I don't have an app. Um, I don't have any of that type of stuff. Yet. Yeah, uh, all those things I'm going to carry. Yes, the book will come, the app will come. No, no, I, and, and, no, I, in a good I, way. I mean, yeah, in a yeah. good way. But I don't, I don't have any sponsorship. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to have anybody saying that I have any bias uh, okay. about about anything. Uh, so what? I, there's some medical information uh, on there, but it's a lot about my life. Um, you know, this week, you know, I talked about. You know, down in Salem, you know, they, uh, they, they opened their new hospital wing. I talked about that. Um, our office earlier this week did a, uh, did a community project um, where we, uh, you know, where we uh, I wouldn't say f uh, fed the homeless people, but we, uh, p people, those in need. There, there's a great program down in Salem called the, the Banquet in Salem, um, which is uh, every Monday night. And uh, a lot of uh, the community give their time and volunteer. Uh, that, so I talk about that on my website. Um, and uh, we'll talk about probably in a little bit, but I, I do a lot of social media stuff. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have a podcast. I do some YouTube videos. Um, and because I'd, I've always been kind of techie, I've always been kind of geeky, I like experimenting with this type of stuff. I like telling doctors that you, know, you can do some of this stuff for things like patient education. 
because there is a lot of bad uh, uh, medical information out there. Um, you know, I, I talk to my patients all the time about vaccines, and I know you probably talk about vaccines on this show before, Louie, and it's just, uh, you know, there's some good information out there, there's some bad information out there. So that's some of the stuff that I talk about at drmikesevilla.com. And we will be back with Dr. Mike Sevilla on the Louis B. Free Radio Show, Brain Food from the Heartland. Program episode 323 for Thursday, January 30th, 2014. So that was segment one. So I hope that gives you a little bit of a taste of how much fun I had this morning on uh, the Brain Food from the Heartland show uh, with local radio personality Louis B. Free. You can check him out at louisfreeshow.com from the offices of the Vindicator, the Youngstown Vindicator newspaper. And uh, so that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, so uh, we're moving on here to segment two. So segment two, uh, this is about 30 minutes. And uh, we start getting into a little bit more interesting topics for all of you. So I think we've, we've started to uh, – <laughs> Uh, I think we felt comfortable uh, a little bit here and uh, to, to start diving into some of these topics here. Uh, so this segment two, um, I started to talk about my own social media story, including the Dr. Anonymous story, a little tidbit of the Dr. Anonymous story. Um, and then uh, for some reason, we, we talked about uh, today's uh, story um, about this norovirus, about this uh, cruise ship with norovirus. We touched a little bit about that. Uh, and uh, then we talk uh, – a lot about antibiotics, antibiotic use, antibiotic overuse, antibiotic resistance. Uh, Louis talks about use of antibiotics in animals. Uh, so that was an interesting little part. Um, he asked me about, uh, you know, life as a primary care doc, as a family doc, I, and I uh, told him I, I'm proud to be a family physician, and I talked about that. Uh, And the last part of this uh, segment, too, we start to talk about uh, substance abuse. We start to talk about um, drug addiction, narcotic addiction. Uh, We talk about mental health issues. We talk about government regulations. Uh, We talk about medical marijuana. We talk about marijuana addiction. We talk about my views on marijuana, on medical marijuana, on marijuana addiction, and also alcohol addiction. Uh, so the segment two, this is going to be very interesting for all of you to uh, to hear because I haven't talked about these on this show before. 
but Louis asked me about him, and uh, uh, so this will be a, a uh, an interesting segment for all of you because this will be probably new information that I've never talked before. So this is segment two from this morning's interview from the Brain Food from the Heartland radio show with uh, local radio host Louis B. Free, louisfreeshow.com, from the offices of the Youngstown Vindicator newspaper in Youngstown, Ohio. This is segment number two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with the Louis Free Show. Brain Food from the Heartland, live from the Vindicator newsroom. I was going to play Tropical Heat Wave earlier because it, it's going to be, it's funny because it's, you know, it, uh, it's going to be almost 30 degrees today. Right now it's 7 degrees, feels like 5 below, but it feels warm, Doc, when you came. I mean, doesn't it? Well, when I left Salem this morning, uh, it was five below on my on my car uh, thermometer, and as I got here, it got warmer. So I knew I was coming doesn't to a warmer place. It, yeah, but doesn't it feel? Yeah, I, I had a guy on yesterday <laughs> said, "Oh, it's ch- it's in California. It's it's a chilly, like fifty two degrees." And I'm thinking, "Oh, please, <laughs> you know, chilly fifty two <laughs> degrees." Yeah. And then you see Atlanta and the mess. And I remember oh, yeah. I I played in a band and I and I and I drove cab in Atlanta um, many decades ago. And uh, I remember driving cab, and they got a tiny bit of snow and roads. And I made a fortune that day because people were afraid to drive. Oh, and sure. just a little. And I understand it. If you're not experienced, I mean, it takes. Oh, it's sure. a different style of driving. It is. And the they're winter. not set up down there for. You know, no, no, people didn't. No, that, no, they had no. They didn't have salt. They didn't. Have, they didn't do the roads. They didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know how slippery things get when they salt the roads. Oh, sure, so exactly. it's still bad. Mm-hmm. Doctor Mike Savilla is my guest in studio, and again, your website. Uh, DrMikeSavilla.com. And what can people find there? People can find a, a variety of things. They can find some medical information. I share a little bit about, about my life there. I do some, what I say is I do some commentary about medicine and life and just what's going on with me. And uh, I, I just hope people come there just to you know, have, uh, get some information, get some, get some entertainment, get some information, have a little bit of fun. Um, and also on, on the website there, you know, I, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I have a podcast, I do YouTube videos. Um, I've done some uh, television interviews for, for local TV uh, here in the Youngstown area, talking about health topics, talking about flu shots, all that kind of stuff. So people can go there and, and kind of learn a little bit more about me. When you, what was it about social media with you? What was the objective for you? I mean, to get information out, what, to... Well, I, I started exploring. I, I, I've been on uh, social media almost for 10 years now, and uh, um, I started getting into it uh, because of the uh, the present election, uh, I think maybe two cycles ago or something like that, and people were uh, you know, commenting on politics, and uh, I asked myself... Uh, you know, is there uh, are, are there people in the medical field using things like blogs uh, because that was before Twitter and Facebook, and uh, what would they be talking about? Um, and I found some uh, back then, and, and they were just they were talking about um, stories, um, and I found it compelling, um, and uh, it was really interesting, Louis, because when I started my social media life, I called myself uh, DrAnonymous.com, and that's uh, great. Yeah, I saw yeah. <laughs> and I did that because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and I didn't know if I didn't know if I would if I would quit for six months uh, after that, um, 
but uh, what I did there was I, I just told, told some stories, and, and I did talk about patients, which I don't recommend now, uh, but that was the culture at the time. Uh, um, a lot of uh, physicians out there were venting about patients and talking about this, and, and I got into that too. And, and uh, you know, obviously eventually, you know, doctors got in trouble for that, patient privacy issues, that type of thing. Uh, so I stopped doing that. So now I just do, you know, uh, you know, commentary on medical hot topics, you know, like that norovirus uh, thing on that cruise ship that uh, that you're hearing in the news today about this. Oh, when they say they're ready to dock, you know, they're, they're coming back in. And they, oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's that ship has got to be a. That is the one time I do not want to be a cruise dock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. That's got to be how you can't really avoid getting in, in that environment. How would you avoid getting sick? Um, lock yourself in your room. That's that's it, <laughs> I mean, right? That's because it, it is transmitted, you know, with you know, for, for different people, and and uh, so yeah, I mean, you you're, you're a trap, which is basically like a little incubator there, like a little petri dish on the sea, and uh, that 700 people, you know, sick, and and they're disinfecting it, and then that ship's going to go out, and then tomorrow I think it's supposed to go out again. So I don't know how that. They're going to be doing that, so it's just it's it, so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting time. You wish days. you could sterilize that. I mean, that's I mean, how that's do you how do you do? I don't know how they. Yeah, do but that. how do you do that with? Yeah. A I don't want to be on the, the medical. Uh, that seems no. That, I mean, that's got to be doc. That's got to be a mess, right? <laughs> it is a mess. Yeah, and it's bad PR, and the patients, and people get sick, and you're hearing all these interviews this morning about people complaining about the cruise line and this and that, and it's just, it's a messy situation. Do you, you know, what, one of my concerns has been um, antibiotic abuse, and I'm not talking about physicians necessarily. I'm talking about, um, you know, in, in factory farms. I, I mean, there's so yeah. much, uh, so much... At some point, the there's going to be something, some kind of bacteria, something that we're not we're not going to be prepared. I mean, I've read articles, I read the new scientists, you know, and they're worried about are we running out of antibiotics? Do you, what, oh, yeah. what are your concerns? Yeah, I mean, you're you're seeing some of that now, and and uh, you're you're seeing some of these you know acronyms and that are coming out now. That C we diff saw MRSA, and MRSA yeah. and VRE and C diff and and uh, are you worried? Oh yeah, I'm very, I'm very concerned about that. I'm very concerned about that because I mean, there, there's, you know, in in the, uh, you know, the, the pharmaceutical company pipeline. I mean, there there isn't a lot of antibiotics that are coming down the pipeline. So it's, it's uh, so yeah, it's not only you know, using antibiotics for humans, but it's using antibiotics for animals and and how that's going to affect all this uh, uh, resistance out there. And I, I'm very concerned about that. You go into hospitals today, you know, and if you see very sick people, people have to. You know, gown up from head to toe. They have to put a put a mask on. They put a gown on. They have to put uh, gloves on when they go into these hospitals now because these are very contagious type of of uh, illnesses uh, that can be you know spread to people outside the hospital. And yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about a, a lot of these antibiotic resistant uh, bugs that are out there now. People come and ask, or and again, one of the things I've talked about a lot over the years is. They, people will come and they, they're, they're insistent that they need an antibiotic when they don't. Right. When it's uh, and again, you're the expert here. You're the doctor here. So if I say something wrong, I want you know. I'm, oh no. Please yeah. correct me. Go if ahead. I'm incorrect about something, I'm serious. I, I want you to correct me. I want I want to learn. But if it's viral, um, fungal, whatever, the antibiotic is pretty is worthless. It's not useless. Pretty, it's useless. It's right. useless. It's but worthless. they want to take it because 
Cause they think they're doing because they, they will feel better. But there's been a lot of studies out there saying that if you just stick with over-the-counter medicines, you're going to get better anyway without the antibiotic. Um, and, and so mentally they think, well, I took the antibiotic and three days later I was feeling better. Six, better months, six months ago I had the same type of symptoms um, and, you know, I got an antibiotic at the time um, and I'm going to need that again. So that, that's what people have been programmed to do. And it's hard to unprogram people. And I go through that fight every day in, in my office. Um, and, you know, what do you do? What do you do as a physician? Because, you know, if, if I don't give them that antibiotic, well, then they're probably going to go across the street to the urgent care or they're going to go somewhere to find it. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's part of it the physician has to say no, you know. But, but we do, we, I think we have to have a better education of people and of patients and of parents to say, hey, these are viral symptoms and, you know, these are bacterial symptoms. If there's a question, come on in to the doctor. Um, you may not get that prescription for the antibiotic, but you'll at least be checked out. You'll be evaluated. I go through that every day. It's it's a struggle every day, Louis. I would think people would be happy to leave without a prescription, knowing that they're going to get better on their own. Um, sometimes, but, yeah. sometimes. Um, but I but, think but, I might but, be in the same. Again, I say that. Forgive me, Doc. But I say that, and I'm thinking. If, I I don't know if I went in and you said no, just. Yeah. Stay sick yeah. for a few days, you right. get better. It's like really, you just right. nothing. You can't give me right. anything that's going to make right. me feel better. Right. So I yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't mean I. I don't want to get into the whole the whole cost of healthcare thing, which is a whole different topic. Um, but they're like, you know, I, I you know, <laughs> I paid my three dollar copay, and I come in, and you tell me that you can't give me anything. So so that is that oh. that, that that's that's all. You know, they'll they'll I, say that. Oh yeah, I, they I, should I, be I, me and not have any insurance. Well, now hopefully my yeah. I, I don't want to open my, up that can. Well, over I there, just but I gotta say, hopefully my my uh, I don't want to call it my Affordable Care Act. I don't want to call it Obamacare. Uh, right. Affordable Care Act yeah. will kick in. I, I it's still being I don't know under I don't know I don't know what issued, but uh, for years I mean we've paid we're self pay exactly and yeah. um, you know. They pay their copay, but right. we pay whatever the fee is. Yeah, they're out of pocket, 100%, right? Percent. So right, right. So tell so them to call me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean the, the the whole giving of antibiotics. I mean that 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 is a tough topic uh, for for anybody prescribing that stuff. And and uh, what what I hope to do when people come to see me is I, I hope to educate them a little bit and and tell them you know this is when you absolutely need an antibiotic because when you do it may not work. Uh, because uh, you know we prescribe it too much, and I'm guilty of that too. You know, I, I'm not saying that I'm a saint, and I don't absolutely don't do antibiotics. It's just I just have that discussion with my patient, and, and, we, and we try to work it out. Well, and I also think, I mean, if you know somebody, well, I don't know. I I think that would be a tough position, Doc, because it, what, when you get it's a relationship business, is it not? Because these yeah. are people that come back. Um, I. I can't imagine there's many people that come once and you never see them again. I mean, this is right. you know the, your relationship with the physician is an ongoing. I mean, it's a it's a it's an intimate relationship. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that, that's why I love my job. I'm a I'm a family practice doc. I'm a family medicine doc. I'm a I'm a primary care doc. And uh, w w why I love my job is that uh, you know in, in our office um, you know we see you know patients from you know when they're infants when they're born all the way up to 
you know, their older years and, and our office, we, we go to the nursing home. I was in the nursing home last night visiting some patients. And uh, I, I love seeing, you know, patients throughout that continuity of care through their life. And, and uh, that so when we talk about antibiotics, when we talk about statins, when we talk about that type of stuff, <coughs> I, I have that luxury of having that relationship with my patient and saying, hey, this is, this is what I think about it. What do you think about it? And then as we learn more, as, as more stuff, as more research comes out, well, maybe my point of view will change. Maybe their point of view will change. Uh, so it's, it's a lot different than, you know, physicians who are in an urgent care or in an emergency room setting right. who, who, see who just see you and then, you know, treat you and street you and, and that's it. So that, that's why I love my, my job as a family doc. I'll bet because you see, seem to be very personable. I mean, again, and people will come and talk about, I mean, you know, again, very personal issues and uh, again it's a very private uh, relationship and I, g I guess I get what I don't like is when doctors get um, I guess physicians get the bad end of something um, the, the issue with you know to attack physicians it, it just seems to me uh, you know physicians with the antibiotics well okay let's look at the factory farming it you know, what you you deal with that where they're shoveling it in, exactly, and, and giving it when you know at least when someone comes in and asks for an antibiotic, they're sick. Right, they're giving it to healthy uh, right. farm animals. Right, for a different purpose. De deal with that. Yeah, and then we'll we'll talk about the position. The issue with pain medications. I mean, I can't tell you how you know um, how many things I, I've read. Uh, you know, there there are people people in pain that have a um, from every from things from what I understand, real. I'm not talking about people that are doctor shopping. I'm not talking about some guy that you know you you you, you never knew before that all of a sudden comes in and says you know I need this or this because you know I don't know my my ankle, my shoulder my whatever whatever they say. Right. I'm talking about when you got relationships, and then for be it the state people at the state level whatever to start to demonize physicians. When the physician is kind of like the, the gatekeeper, and you've got the ability to end pain, there, I think there's a lot of people with aches and pains. Absolutely. And to I think to deny, am I am I right or wrong? To to deny someone in, in pain relief, right? Um, and then for it to be demonized as somehow, you know, when they make these connections, well, you know, I, I, you hear it all the time. Well, they're on heroin because somebody gave Moxycontin and, and, and now they, and they can't get, you know, really? You, you think that's, that's the problem? That's the heroin problem? Yeah. Again, yeah. my last, uh, two blogs ago, you know, I, and I'm, I'm, it's going to be a, a series. We're missing the point and dealing people after the fact. But... I just, when you go on some sites or you read or you research or, or uh, some of the books about people that, that uh, pain is a problem in, in the United States. Untreated pain. You it tell is. me. I'm sorry. It I'm is. rambling. No, no. I mean, it's... You know, Am it, I right? Am I wrong? Please no, tell me no, if I'm wrong. No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, there, there's a lot of people with, with real pain out there, and, and I see them every day in my office. Um, unfortunately, you know, there are bad doctors and there are bad patients, um, that have made, you know, it a government problem. So, it, so there's more legislation. There's more this. There's more that. Um, it's making it more difficult uh, for doctors like me to to treat the real pain of my patients. 
It's very frustrating. Now, I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I don't doubt that there is definitely, you know, a narcotic problem. There is a drug problem. I don't deny that at all. Um, but you know, there are you know, you know, doctors out there who have relationships with their patients um, who have pain, and it's getting you know more and more difficult for me to try to help them to treat for me to try to treat their pain uh, because of you know some government regulations now. You mean recent or? Well, yeah, I mean, just e the e ones e e even at the state level, I mean, there, there's there's going to be more regulations there, and I know that 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 is uh, that is supposed to you know cut out a lot of the bad doctors and the bad patients out there. But sometimes it's it, it, it's going to become a burden for the doctors who you know are, sure. are are helping you know the patients that they've seen or or longtime patients that I've had for a long time. So the 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 ultimate pro the the, the people. End up with untreated pain, right? I mean, that's that. That's right. what I, I guess. I, I I see that as almost criminal by government to, right? You right. know, I, I, okay. Will you find the bad doctor? Get the bad doctor. Will you find the bad patient? Get the bad patient. But right. to legislate, you know, everything's yeah. got to be a legislation. Exactly. Everything's got to be exactly. a legislation, and right. that's the part I guess that right. is frustrating. It is right? frustrating. It's frustrating. And and you know, from my standpoint, I mean, from from a medical standpoint, it's. It's it's difficult too for people who have pain and who have uh, mental health issues. Oh. You know whether it's you know depression or anxiety or so. It's it's sometimes it's difficult for me from an exam room to say, is this really pain or is this really some other issues going on? Am I going to give you the right treatment? Is the pain medicine the right treatment or do you need another medication to help with, with that? that? Something with that. The tough part with that, Louis, is that you know. The patients they they do feel relief with the pain medicine and not necessarily with the depression or anxiety medicine and that that's where it gets get a little a little tough there. So if you know, and I want to move on, but if if that's the case, if you've got someone and they are functioning, where this is, I don't know, I'm getting, getting maybe philosophical. Yeah. If they're doing, if they have pain and they're taking an antidepressant and they're doing okay. Right. If they if they're depressed and taking pain medication and they're doing okay. If ultimately you want them to do okay. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, and I'm asking sincerely. Does it matter? Um. Or what's the down? I guess maybe maybe a better way to ask it was what's the downside? If somebody's in pain, they're taking antidepressants and don't seem and, and yeah. they're functioning and they're 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 okay they're right. happy it's right right yeah i mean what what i try to do is, is really try to 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 treat the pain with pain medicines if that's really what it is if it's something else if it's if it's uh, some kind of mental health issue then there's other medicines for that um and because you know, addiction is, is is a huge problem and it's just it's how how do i deal with that it's it's, it's basically a, you know a, 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 a it's a legal drug dealer basically with all these narcotics out there and, and how do we deal with this addiction out there how do we deal with alcohol abuse yeah. you know i mean if if you know if marijuana becomes legal in ohio how how, how are we going to deal with that type of addiction uh, and and bob hagan will be in oops later oops sorry i thought i turned that down uh, yeah. bob hagan will be in i guess i did uh later and we're going to talk about uh, what what what's going on with uh in ohio yeah I you know and it's funny because I think you can look at me and know that I probably smoked pot at some point in my life and well I'm an aging flower child come on I mean that's, that's the way it is. and and I, I did I smoked plenty of pot when I was younger 
reality is, is and I always say I've got the hair to prove it, I haven't smoked pot in, in decades. Um, I, you know, when I, when I smoked pot, now I better, now that that call's gone, I, I really do need to make sure I turn it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it was a felony. I mean, I remember, yeah. you know, and oh, yeah. I remember a guy, that, a friend mm-hmm. of ours had a dime bag and did two years. They took his van. His van was impounded and they, he did two years in prison. Yeah. Two years in prison for a dime bag of pot. I mean, these yeah. kids today, they, you kids today, you can't imagine yeah. what it was Get like. Get off my lawn. We doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't imagine. But I, and, and I'm an advocate for, let me, I don't want to make this a long story. But my dad died from cancer 20, 20 years ago. A physician, one of his oncologists, said to me, you know, your dad could probably get some relief. My dad didn't want to take pain medication. I'm not going to die a drug addict. You know, it was, it was, you yeah, know he's yeah. just very, very, yeah. very conservative, very, mm-hmm. not politically, but, and, and he, the, the doctor said to me, maybe you'd tell your dad, you know, picks me out of the family, yeah. of course, hello. Of course. And, and I said, well, you've got to tell him. He'll never, you know, my dad, uh, dad, the doctor said, you ought to, we ought to, you know, smoke a joint. He <laughs> 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 yeah, would never, you know, yeah, that doctor said that, that no doctor. Yeah. And he, the doctor couldn't because yeah. it would have violated, it would be basically the physician saying that he needed to break the law. Break to, the law, right. Okay. right. And things have changed dramatically. Sure. And are changing. But I, I will tell you, Sometimes I get concerned about people smoking pot every day. Yeah. Because I've I've had friends that smoke pot every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Of course, I have friends that drink every day. Drink a lot every day. Right. So I I don't I don't know. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, do I mm-hmm. think it needs to be certainly decriminalized and maybe maybe legalized in in some fashion? But I don't want to say that I don't. And I'm very liberal with it. But I do have concerns about people being high. All the time. Oh sure. So sure. I, again, even sure. me, I, I sure. you know, so I, sure. I, right? I mean, Don't my, you? Yeah, my, my point of view has been changing on this. I'm, I'm maybe more of a libertarian type of view, whatever, whatever that's, you want to call that. You know, yeah. You know, but from a medical standpoint, you know, I'm, you know, alcohol is legal. Uh, narcotics are legal. Um, we have I have patients Hot. who are who are addicted to those. So how are we going to treat those people? Where's the funding going to be right now? I have patients who are alcoholics right now. They can't get into treatment. You know, because it's not paid for or whatever. You know, I have people, and is, yeah. I have people who are you know are addicted to narcotics. You know, and and there's you know, where's the treatment programs for them? Who's going to pay for that? So so what, as they're talking about this legalization of marijuana, which I'm not totally against, and I think it's going to happen. I think I think yeah, that, I that, do too. You know, it's it's, it's going to happen. It's just well, people are buying it. I mean, the, the philosophy of people buying it anyhow. And let's get the tax money and stop it, keeping yeah. it in an underground economy. Makes right, exactly. That in right, itself right. makes sense. So look look forward as far as what what are the unintended consequences about that? Yeah, there's going to be people are going to be addicted to this. These people are going to have a lot of lung problems, you know, from, yeah, from yeah. The constant use of this. Yeah. You know, there's already kids being exposed to marijuana in the in the Mahoning Valley, which is very sad. How I'm do we deal with that problem? I'm 60 and I smoke pot when I was in, in high school. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I smoke pot, yeah. you, know, w- w- you know, in the 60s. Right. Here. I mean, right. it, was, it was readily available. Right. So if you're going to decriminalize it, if you're going to legalize it, then what's going to be the back end? What are these going to be people who are going to be eventually... You know, addicted to them. How are we going to treat those people and not leave them, you know, out for them to suffer? That's great. I'm talking with Dr. Mike Sevilla. Doc, um, again, with somebody like that, when you say there are people, that, you know, the, the the alcohol, the the um, alcohol abuse is going to affect the liver and I'm sure other parts of the body. 
the you said the other ones with addicted to narcotics long-term use of and i'm not talking about street drugs yeah. long-term use of of uh, pain medication consequences are there well i mean you know the, the, those type of narcotic medicines i mean they you know they they have effects on the heart they have effects on the brain they have you know all kinds of effects so it, it it's it's not the the use of them it is the Excessive overuse, I overuse of them. Whether you're an alcoholic, you know, if, you know. If so someone that drinks a couple of beers at night, as opposed to someone that drinks right. a twelve pack. Right, and and it happens with people who are addicted. When they have a little bit of something, you know, um, they want to have more of that effect, or their body gets used to that amount of marijuana or that uh, amount of alcohol, so they get the same effect. They have to have more, more. of it. You know, I just realized I just had a, 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 uh -oh, look a revelation. Uh oh, look out! Because I'm thinking, here's the aging process. I'm 60 years old, and I'm thinking, you know, these guys that, you know, a 12 pack, and I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't you be here? Here's how an old guy sees that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you be up urinating all night? You know, I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's the old, that's the old guy. That's the old guy. I'm thinking, oh, I'd be up, you know, because that's what I think sometimes. Because I'll drink a beer or two, you know, at two, I'm believe me, I'm a cheap. Sure cheap day i i two beers and i'm like i'm I'm not driving one beer i might oh, drive yeah. home yeah. there's no way i would get in a car and drive with yeah. two, for me for yeah. me because i know i know me right. no way with two beers absolutely right you know right. no way. And, and what i ask people is okay so if so if you're going to surgery and you're going to have surgery what if you know that your surgeon had marijuana before going in well so does that change your Say, feeling? Yeah, about man, let's take that out. What's that there? We just cut him open. Yeah, yeah, check <laughs> exactly, that out. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I, I, the heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I ask people that. Is that, you know, because you know, people you know, make mistakes where they're intoxicated, whether it's on, you know, whether it's on alcohol or, or any kind of drug or even marijuana. You know, how, how, how are people going to be dealing with that? And those are some of the consequences I think people need to think through before they go through this huge legislative process well again the, the I think it's going to happen and again we'll talk with uh, um, Bobby Hagan a little bit more about that later this morning but the the concerns are I think with um, people you know uh, again I'm very libertarian I'm like yeah, you know, I'm very yeah. libertarian and if somebody does okay with it, I guess if they're functioning yeah. if you're you know, again, I've I've known lawyers that have smoked pot, you know, and um, at night, at just probably every day, um, every night. I mean, you know, but they go to work and they they function. Uh, maybe there's physicians that smoke pot. And I, I mean, I and I think the difference is that person that functions and that person that doesn't function. You know, if I drink, I I might drink a beer or two at night, but I'm here early in the morning right. and, and prepared and ready to do the gig. Right. Um, the difference between that and if I drank all night and couldn't get up in the morning and go to work, are you functioning or are you, I mean, I, I don't know, is, you know, is, can you, I guess, I had, a, I interviewed a, a woman, as I'm thinking about it, a number of years ago, and she wrote a book about high-functioning alcoholics. I was mean, just starting to remember about how high, there are people that can function, but they're still doing damage to the system. 
Correct. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just where do people draw that line? Where, where does the legal system draw the line? Where does the public draw the line as far as how much is too much? How much? You know, how do people define functioning? I mean, that that, that is a, That's a, huge, d- yeah. a huge debate too. I mean, you know, because you you just shared that you know a couple of beers and you're done. So I mean, <laughs> you're not functioning with two beers. A lot of people a twelve pack they're still functioning. So it's it's it's, it's yeah. up to interpretation. Yeah, and I don't know how they do that. By the I, way, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how. I, I'm serious. I mean, I don't know how you could function after that. I just, I, I, I don't know. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more. I am talking with Dr. Mike Sevilla on the Louis Free Show, Brain Food from the Heartland, live from the Vindicator Newsroom. That's right. We're back live. Uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Mike Savella Radio Program, episode 323 for Thursday, January 30th, 2014. Uh, so this will be the third segment. And before that, I do want to give a big shout out to PK, who's listening to the show live. No, there is no chat room tonight, but she's been chatting. We've been chatting over Facebook. So, uh, uh, shout out to you, PK. Thank you for enjoying the show live here uh, this evening. Uh, and uh, so segment three, segment three is about uh, 15 minutes. And uh, this is kind of the big, the big closeout to our chats. This is where I talk about uh, what, I, what I think about uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Uh, and I do want to apologize. Uh, I was not able to cut out the first two minutes of this segment where he talks he, he gives a commercial for a local business, and I wasn't able to edit that out. So I apologize for the first two minutes of segment three. Um, but then Louie, uh, also in this segment, asked me about the future of medicine and social media. So that's an interesting conversation. We talk about flu shots, uh, and Louie uh, did not get a flu shot, <laughs> and we talk about that. Um, and he talks about... You know, he, what I've learned, uh, what I learned today was that uh, Louis is a big advocate for primary care. He's a big advocate. He's a friend of family medicine. He's a friend of uh, family practice. And uh, he talks about patients uh, getting flu shots at pharmacies. So that's an interesting small little segment there. And in addition to my thoughts on the Affordable Care Act, uh, Louis also shares in this segment uh, about himself trying to sign up uh, for health care at healthcare.gov. And uh, and uh, end up this segment uh, talking about our fragmented care system. So I will play this final segment, and I will have a little bit of commentary after this segment. Uh, but I'm hope you're enjoying this uh, exclusive replay of uh, of me being interviewed this morning on the Brain Food from the Heartland uh, radio show with. Uh, uh, local radio host Louis B. Free. Check out their website at uh, louisfreeshow.com. This uh, interview was recorded today uh, from 8.30 a.m. until 10 a.m. Eastern Time, January 30th, 2014. Here is the third and final segment 
to our interview. Happy <laughs> organized. All right. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Shep will be in with us uh, at 3 o'clock. Bob Hagen will be in a little bit. And um, from First Energy, we will have yeah, Dave Turner in a little bit later this morning also. I'm talking with Dr. Mike Savilla. We'll be back with Dr. Savilla in just a minute or two. Uh, by the way, marketers and waivers, now that we've got the heat wave coming on, they are hiring and they will train outgoing motivated people to join the marketing team for Liberty Tax Service. 90 Boardman Poland Road across from the mall. There's another office on Market Street by Indianola Avenue, and there's one across from Strikers on Mahoning Avenue on West Youngstown. And they are a tax service, of course. As I said, if they can help me with mine, believe me, they can help you with yours. And they were very, very helpful with mine. They give free tax advice. They have classes on tax preparation and more. Liberty Tax Service, 90 Boardman, Poland Road, across from the mall. 330-953-1428, 330-953-1428. And by the way, if you have your taxes done by them and ask them to make a donation to the Youngstown Inner City Garden to Mason Carrot, they will do that. Make sure you mention that. But again, they're hiring, they're doing taxes. Liberty Tax Service, that's where I went. That's who helped me. And mine were looked over by the IRS. And they, well, I don't want to say they, they didn't give, they didn't come out and they say, Louie, thumbs up. They didn't say thumbs up. But there were no changes. So that's good. They're hiring and trading, marketers and waivers, and doing taxes. No. 330-953-1428, 330-953-1428. Don't forget, tomorrow is the last day for the Christmas tree recycling program. Tomorrow's it. So you've got to get them to one of the many locations. And again, Struthers has curbside pickup. I will tell you that uh, in Youngstown, you can go to the former Southside Library at uh, 1771 Market Street, the is now the Good CCA building on Market Street. So check them out and uh, stop by with your tree before 5 p.m. tomorrow for the Christmas Tree Recycling Program. Jennifer Jones, Youngstown's Green Goddess, Ebenita Lovely, and Tony the Guy from Green Youngstown, and, of course, the county green team. Talking with Mike Sevilla here in the studio. Mike, uh, we've we've talked about a, a lot of things. Where do you see... Or do you look forward with social media and where you think it's going with with someone like yourself and with the physician medicine? Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I think uh, when uh, when I've talked with people and and I've spoken across the country about uh, social media and medicine and uh, when I talk to them, I I, I tell particularly physicians because um, you know, it's probably hard to believe, but uh, you know physicians are are, are very hard to change. <laughs> Uh, and very resistant, and uh, they're very, uh, uh, very set in their ways. So, uh, uh, so when I talk to them, I, I, I say, you know, social media is a huge communication tool uh, for patients. Uh, there, like as we talked before, there's a lot of bad information that's out there, and uh, you know, like I, I've told the physicians, there's, there's stuff that I say in my office 20 times a day. You know, like the flu shot does not cause the flu. You know, and and uh, you know, people can. You know, people have their, you know, phones now or something like that. They can just make a little YouTube video, two minutes, something like that, um, and, uh, you know, put it on their office website, you know, or something like that. It does not take a lot of time, um, and I think that's a good service to the community, uh, to their patients. Um, and I've seen physicians, you know, uh, use the use social media for even more than that. Um, you know, they use their research studies. They say, you know, here's some good information why... 
you know, the flu shot and you know, does not cause the flu. And, and um, we're seeing a lot of different applications for social media now. There's been some, uh, uh, there's been some uh, um, articles out there, you know, about uh, people um, analyzing, you know, teenagers' um, uh, Facebook timelines to see if they're having mental health issues, if there's depression, if they're lonely, if there's that type of thing. Uh -huh. From a uh, public health standpoint, they've uh, analyzed uh, Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds to see where there is a flu outbreak or where there's a meningitis outbreak in a local community. And so the local hospital, local offices can use that information and say, this is where you can go to get information about meningitis or, you know, for meningitis clinics or flu shot information. So I, I see wow, social media use, using um, a, a lot of that stuff. It's not all about, you know, what you're having for breakfast. Um, it, it is can be used for a lot of these clinical applica applications. Uh, when I use Twitter when I know when there's a huge medical meeting going on, like if there's a cardiology meeting or something like that, because that's where they present their research, and that's where I know where some of these treatments are coming down the line. Um, there's a new medication that's coming on board, or there's a new treatment that's coming on board. So that's kind of how I use you know social media to not only educate me, but uh, educate the community to network with my other uh, family medicine physicians. Uh, it's a very, very exciting field, and, and I think that, and I've said this for a long time, that physicians have to be proactive about it. They have to learn about it. They can't be afraid of it. And when they're able to use the social media to, to communicate that information, I think it's going to benefit them greatly. Wow. Um, Dr. Sevilla, when you, you, you mentioned the flu, um, is there any explanation that you can give or tell me why it seems like or why or do we know about more people having the flu because of social media, because of the way the news services are today, or is this flu really worse this, this year? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think we're knowing about it more. Is it, is it uh, worse this year than last year? I don't know the exact numbers about it, but the perception that I have, especially here in the Mahoning Valley, um, is that uh, it, it is worse than last year. Um, and everybody knows who works in a hospital, you know, the, the first couple weeks of January, um, you know, there, it was very busy, very busy in the offices. There's always this wave that comes through, and people remember that H1N1 uh, flu bug from a few years ago, and it, it just went through the valley in two or three weeks. Um, and uh, my perception is from, from my office and from the hospital that it is a little bit worse this year. And, uh, and I think that, you know, people are, are getting a little bit more educated about influenza, about flu shots. Of course, there's people who are resistant to flu shots, and I respect their opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that we can talk about it uh, in the exam room. Uh, yeah, and that's fine, you know, and it's, and, and it's not right. that it's, uh, you know, it's not like they're bad people or bad patients and stuff. It's just, it's, it's just a like choice. It's a personal it's choice. It's a choice. Yeah. It's like this is what will happen if you do, maybe, and this is what will happen if you don't. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the flu has been really out there, especially, you know, since, since New Year, since the beginning of this month. And uh, I think it might be dying down, but I don't want to, uh, I'm knocking on wood somewhere, uh, that uh, it's, it's not going to be a, a, a late uh, flu season this year. So uh, again, um, but you, you. Well, let me ask you like this: I, I get concerned about people having flu shots at pharmacies, and and I, I don't want to take away the value. I think good pharmacists. Uh, we did a show earlier in the week about some of the problems pharmacists are having with these benefit managers and local pharmacies having to go out of business because every, every you have to get 
get them on your prescription on the inter not on the internet but through a mail order company I shouldn't say you don't go out and search it but you you are assigned your your insurance assigns you where you, where you will get it from I I like the idea of it being in a doctor's office I I'm, I've got concerns because there are people can have a reaction and again I'm not saying that the people at the pharmacies aren't really good and and you know but they're pharmacists. They're not physicians. Right. Um, does that concern you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, you we, agree we, with me. It should be oh, done yeah, in physicians no, or it a should hospital be, or somewhere. It should be done in your, in your personal physician's office at your family physician's office. Because what happens is that, um, you know, patients get their uh, flu shots at a pharmacy, and then they have a side effect. They call the pharmacy. The pharmacy says, call your doctor. So... Um, so that so if we give it in our office, we have it documented when when we gave it, you know what was given, what exactly was given, um, because you know as people know, probably heard about, there's all kinds of different types of flu shots now, um, and there's some in the nose, and there's there's different type of of shots there. So um, yeah, I mean that, it's, it's another commercial for you know I I think that every American deserves a family physician, and, and um, uh, I love being a primary care doc. I love what I do. Um, and a lot of those treatments, especially preventative things, should go through your physician uh, so you can have that discussion. And if there are problems, if there are side effects, uh, then you can call the office and talk about it. Yeah, or, or you're there. I mean, again, I, I think about what, what happens in a pharmacy if somebody has a reaction to it. And again, they, I guess they would call 911. I mean, I, I don't know. Call an ambulance. I, I don't know what they would do. Right. Uh, maybe somebody's just upset. You know, maybe yeah. it's anxiety. Maybe they're anxious. Correct. Yeah. But uh, again, when I when they started doing that, and I understand they want to get they, they want to make money and they want to sure. give people access to it. Sure. I mean, I think it's I don't think it's it's so altruistic. Yeah. yeah. But I get concerned. Mm -hmm. I, I've got concerns Absolutely. about that. I, I, mm -hmm. If I were to get a flu shot, I, I would want it in a physician's office. Mm -hmm. I'd want to hang out for a little bit just to make sure before I exactly. you yeah. know, totally went agree. out and started driving. Mm -hmm. uh, and I appreciate you addressing that with me. You know, when 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 you look at the overall issue, and, and just if we can touch on it, and then maybe you're, you'll come back and, and do this again Absolutely. with me. Uh, but you mentioned about health care. You know, people are concerned about not being able to choose their doctors. Like you said, everyone should have, be able to have a family physician, a, a, somebody that they build a relationship with so that if, you know, you, you come in and, you, you know, you, the doctor knows this guy's either always trying to tell me he's sick and he's not or I can believe this, this person. You know what I mean? You've developed a relationship. You know who they are. You know kind of if they come in and they're a little wacky, maybe there's something, you know. You get have a relationship with them. It's a very, very personal, very, very intimate relationship. Are you concerned about the affordable the, the results of the, the after effect of the Affordable Care Act? Um, yeah, that's always a dicey question. It, I, and, um, yeah, and I, I'm probably not even asking it well. Yeah, no, that's fine. I because I, I get this. I mean, my what, are you, what are your concerns? Yeah, my, my, my patients ask, ask me this a lot. Um, so you know, when the Affordable Care Act came out. Um, you know, certainly, there have been some benefits to it. Um, you know, pre-existing conditions was a huge problem, um, and you know, kids in their 20s are able to to stay on their parents' insurance. Some people like that, some people don't like that, but they they do have access. Um, what I've what I've seen, you know, what everybody's seen over the past few months, um, is that I've had a lot of patients who have lost their health insurance. 
uh, because of the qualifications or the, the you know, of what the Affordable Care Act is requiring. Um, and, you know, not only my physician, I'm, only, I'm also a business owner, you know, and, and we have, you know, an office full of our employees. And people are saying that this year, 2014, there could be some employer um, uh, insurance plans being kicked off, too. So, so is it really improving access? I don't know. I mean, that, that's how it was advertised, that you're going to get more people on health care, and you see people who are losing health care, some people who may be signed up but not sure if they're signed up, um, and I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's I, – I, I, and well, people ask me, well, Dr. Savilla, you know, what does it mean for your office? Well, actually, we don't even know what it means for our office because we haven't heard of what the final rules are yet. Uh, from Washington, as far as you know, what, what's going to be you know the payment, what's going to be the compensation, what's going to be the hoops that's going to be jumped through, we haven't heard any of that type of stuff. So it's still kind of an unknown type of thing. I mean, I, I, you know, when it was passed, I was very hopeful uh, that we would get more patients, more access uh, to health care, uh, but it's still a big question mark right now. Oh, it sure is, and I've got I've got concerns too, and. Um Again, for someone like you know my wife and I, we they signed up in time to be covered as of January one. And we still don't have any confirmation. I know we're in the system. Right. We're able to. We, we. I was worried because, you know, I can't tell you how many the calls and that then that at some point it will ring and ring and ring and then, then you get it. We'll call you back and they, right. they never call back. Right. I will say. I mean, I, I hate to say it. It was just it was one problem after another. Finally, we were able to get someone that said confirmed that we are in the system. Right. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure when we'll know. I you know mm -hmm. I don't know. And and in mm -hmm. fairness to a lot of folks out there, I mean, I, I think there's many in our position. No one knew. I, I I don't know. I don't know why or how they rolled it out the way they did, but. I hope right. it all works out for, for people. And I don't want to see the independent physician, like yourself, lost. I, I, that concerns me because that's the relationship part of it, right? I mean, that's kind of where we started. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, you're seeing more and more fragmented uh, patient and physician relationships out there for whatever reason, whether it's health care plans, whether if it's, you know, primary care physicians not going to the hospital anymore to see their patients, um, you know, whatever is going on out there. Unfortunately, we're, we're seeing more of a fragmented um, health care system right now. Now, I mean, not that I'm blaming the Affordable Care Act on that. I mean, that's just uh, something that's happening out there. Um, and there are always a lot of frustrations. There's frustrations from a patient standpoint, from a physician standpoint, from a community standpoint. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the patient, you know, and, and that, that, that's all I can do. You know, all this politics stuff that's going on is just out of my control, and I'm not really interested in it. Um, you know, politicians are interested in the politics of all that. Um, but, you know, I'm focused on my, my you know, patient-physician relationship, and uh, um, it's, it's being tested. It's being tested, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen with all this, but it's, it's, uh, it's very frustrating these days, Louie. Well, I'll bet. Dr. Mike Sevilla. Again, the website? DrMikeSevilla.com. And what will we find there? We will find there just basically about me. <laughs> um, there, there, are, uh, there are some health-related articles there. There are about uh, things about my life. 
um, about the stuff that we do with our office, stuff I do in the community. Um, also, you'll find all my social media uh, links there. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. I do a little podcast. Uh, I do some YouTube videos. Um, so and I, I try to, to educate uh, my fellow physicians and also the public about social media. I love talking about it. I, I call it the commentary about social media and life. And uh, it, was, it was great being here. It, 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 I just, I love. I have to tell you something. Here. I I I got to say, you know, like the uh, the the last line um, uh, from um, Casablanca. I hope this. Uh, think this is the beginning of a wonderful friendship. I hope it's a great relationship between you and the show. I'd love to have you back. You're a very very bright guy, very personable, and I I love your openness. And I I do want to say to the audience this that. You know, you didn't say you didn't put any confines on you and say, you know, Louis, I don't want to talk about that. You didn't mind talking about the Affordable Care Act. You didn't mind talking about the issue with, you know, mental health issue, the uh, uh, the flu the flu issue, the vaccine issues, the the medica- pain medication issues, again, the mental health, uh, you know, the alcohol, the pot. You know, you 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 didn't say. I don't want to talk about this, or we just need to talk about that. I appreciate that from my it, standpoint. It, it's been my honor to be here. I'd love to come back and, and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We'll do it next month, huh? All right, You'll great. be back. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. It was great. great. to be here. Thank Again, you. Again, the link is up at louisfreeshow.com. We'll be back with more right after this. That well, that flew by. That <laughs> flew by. Didn't it? <laughs> So 323 for Thursday, January 30th. Uh, and that's it. So I do want to thank uh, Louis Free uh, for uh, the interview and the chat today. Definitely check out their show, uh, Brain Food from Brain Food from the Heartland at uh, LouisFreeShow.com. They don't podcast their show. Uh, I think they should. It does a really, really good job. You can only listen live from 8 a.m. until noon Eastern time at louisfreeshow.com. 
And uh, that is uh, from uh, uh, the uh, Youngstown Vindicator Newspaper Newsroom. And uh, uh, thanks again for Louie for uh, for the chat today. And I'll be going back there uh, next month. We'll be working out some days and times there. Uh, so uh, so that was fun to to chat it up with them. So, uh, but thanks to all to all of you uh, for listening uh, to the show here tonight. Um, you can always check me out at uh, drmikesavilla.com and. That gets you all of my social media links on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and all of that uh, stuff there. So hopefully I'll be writing more uh, for the uh, for the website. Uh, next week uh, is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to be going to the uh, great city of Kansas City uh, next week. Uh, I have some meetings there with our friends at the American Academy of Family Physicians, and I'll be talking about that more on the blog and on Twitter and on Facebook and all that stuff there. So thanks again to everybody who listened live tonight and also everybody who uh, downloaded the uh, podcast. Uh, get all the information at drmexavilla.com. Uh, and uh, that ends my show. So thanks, everybody, for, uh, for listening uh, tonight. And uh, we will talk to all of you down the road. So have a good night, everybody. <laughs>